morning, everybody, as we are have started this episode number 160 of Rise Up. 160 episodes in, and we're still going strong, and we've got a lot more to go in this Godcast here on LFA TV. Thank you guys for joining in. It is 9.06 a.m. on the East Coast. That means, ladies and gentlemen, that we are in fellowship. We are, uh, fellowship has commenced, and uh, I just really enjoy Mondays so very much for so many reasons, uh, but definitely since, become a Christ- since becoming a Christian, uh, Mondays to me are, they're even better than they were before. It's a chance to start a new week over. A chance to further the kingdom of heaven for another seven days. Uh, see what you can do in the, in, in the name of God. See the, the goodness of God that you can spread. Uh, see the fruits of your labor for God and not for yourself. I mean, every day with Jesus is better than the day before. So every week with Jesus is better than the week before. Ever since LFA, I hated Mondays. You mean you like Mondays now, but since LFA, you don't? Is that what you meant? Uh, I get excited to see everyone. So do I. It's great to you know reconvene uh, with each other after a couple days apart. I know some of you guys watch the weekend shows, which, by the way, coming up this weekend, we're adding... Three new show. Actually, we're adding a a, a weekday show uh, tonight, and we're adding two or three more weekend shows for Sunday coming this week. Grammy Love says, evil cannot fool good. Great newsletter. Really made me think. Well, thank you very much. I put a lot of, uh, you know, I put a lot of everything into those newsletters. I put my passion. I put my uh, everything I learn into those newsletters. Fresh start. Always get a boost from fellowship. And message on Sundays. JL Jazz says, I started loving Mondays after I retired because every day is a Saturday, LOL. Katie says, had a rough weekend, but going to be a great week. Now, that is the attitude. That's the attitude. You wake up, you give all glory to God, you thank him for what he's given you, and you say, how can I please you today and throughout this week? And all of a sudden, it changes everything. Jeremy, loved seeing your messages this weekend. Not sure what messages you're talking about, but I did answer some emails and some messages. Yes. So happy to be back from vacation. Thank you. If you're not on the inside, you are on the outside of the wheel of evil. Amen. Good morning, everyone. I am not sure how much I can chat today, but I'm watching, says Kitten. Well, thank you, Kitten. We... Appreciate you being here. Um, Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this weekend, let's let's recap the weekend. Uh, My weekend was was pretty amazing. Uh, Spent a lot of time with my family. Uh, We're doing a lot of projects together around the house. So we got to do that. Um, I caught my uh, two of my teenage kids uh, playing. We have an oversized game of Jenga. So they were playing Jenga in the yard today. They're you know this weekend and. uh, you know, nobody was trying to stay inside and watch TV. It was just one of those good weekends where we were outside working and playing together and, 
and uh, growing our family bond. And, you know, we uh, I got some time with my son to, to talk about scripture uh, this weekend. Remember, I told you I was going to sit, you know, carve out some time to talk with him about scripture. I asked him what his favorite verse was and his favorite story in the Bible. And uh, he answered me on both. So those were nice. And uh, he says he can't remember any of the long verses that he learned in school. Uh, but, you know, just keeping him in that frame of mind of worshiping God and praying and knowing that all good things come from him. And I did ask him this. I said, Jaden, I said, uh, he's been wanting to learn golf lately. He, he, same as me. I've been trying to learn golf for the last couple of years. So we've been doing some golfing together. And I take that as a time to really talk to him about God now. You know, doing things that we both enjoy together. And uh, I said to him, how can good and evil, no, I said, do you believe that good and evil exists? And he said, yes. And I said, can good and evil exist without God and the devil? And he said, no. So that right there really made me feel really good that he wholeheartedly believes in good and evil and therefore believes in God and the devil. So you never know with your teenage kids, you know what I mean? Especially the, prodig- the prodigal son that went away, came back, he could go away again. Uh, so, you know, it was really nice uh, having that conversation with him in that time. But let's get into the verse of the day today, the show which I titled, Evil Cannot Fool Good. It cannot do that. You cannot be fooled by the devil if you are working for the good of God every day. It is impossible. That's not to say you can't be tempted and fall prey to that temptation. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you cannot be fooled by the devil if you are every day working for the good of God. So let's get into the description of today's show. I said, it is impossible for evil to fool or defeat good, and you can't beat God. For 36 years, I allowed myself to be fooled by the devil. He knew how important that I was to God, and he worked overtime to keep me deceived. There is no reality... And there is no validity in what the devil does and says. None. Everything that he says and does is a lie. And once you have been bathed in the light of the Lord, in the grace and the mercy of Almighty God, you will never be fooled by the devil ever again. Because the closer you get to God the more you realize how incredibly fake this world is and how incredibly deceived everybody around you is. They're not stupid. They're not dumb. They are deceived and or absolutely ignorant. That is where we come in. That is why you and I are here today. Amen? So let's... Go to the Lord in prayer in Jesus' name because there's no other way we can come to the foot of the throne. 
We can't come there without Jesus. We have to do it in Jesus' name. So please remove your hat if you're wearing one. And let's go to God in prayer. Father. Dad. Father, today we pray to you as one big LFA family, one big congregation, children of God, warriors for God, soldiers for your word. And we thank you that we can no longer be deceived. We thank you, Lord, that we can no longer be lied to and fooled by the devil. For we know what is evil and we know what is good. And we no longer follow what is evil. We no longer be deceived by what is evil. We conquer evil daily with the light of the Lord. Father, you have made us ambassadors to heaven. Help us stay true to that title. Help us stay true to the label that you've given us, to the skills that we have figured out that you've given us for very specific reasons, for a very specific time. Lord, be with us today as we go through the word. Help everybody who is listening and watching be blessed and bathe in your word. In Jesus' name we pray and thank you for this today. Amen. We will no longer be deceived. We will no longer be fooled by the evil one. From now on, here on out, if you're watching this show right now, I dub you a child of God because you're here, because you are seeking him. You are seeking the love of Jesus Christ. That is why you are present here today. If you seek the Lord wholeheartedly, if you can confess with your heart and your tongue that Jesus, the Son of Man, is the Son of God who came to the world to take the sin of the world on his shoulders, to be brutally murdered, to die and rise again on the third day, to fulfill his mission, then, ladies and gentlemen, you are a child of God, and the Lord dwells in you. It's that simple. The Lord dwells in you. Claim it today. Rebuke the devil and say, I am a child of God and I will not be deceived. I will not be fooled anymore by the evil deceitful one. And if you can do that today, put a smile on your face. Feel the joy that has entered your body and is transforming you from the inside out, pushing out those toxins like Field of Greens does. But on a spiritual level, that's... That is what a relationship with Jesus is like. That feeling that you've never got anywhere else from these worldly events or worldly consequences or worldly actions. That feeling that you cannot describe to anybody in words except for using the word euphoric or joy. That is what we're talking about. Now today we have a very special birthday in the house. From a man who proclaims, and I believe him, I have no reason not to, to be a billboard for God. He goes by the rumble name, Bad Moon. And he is a soldier for Christ. So can you join me in singing happy birthday to Bad Moon? I think he's deserved it.
Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Bad Moon. Happy birthday to you. You should change your name to Good Moon. Change your name to Good Moon, Shane. You're not a Bad Moon. You're Good Moon. We love you, brother. You're very important to this family, to this cause, to this movement, and to God and his agenda, huh? Self-proclaimed billboard for God, and that he is. Do you feel like you've been deceived for far too long? Do you feel like you are easily manipulated into thinking that you're not worthy? If so, then this show was directly put together for you today by God. Not by Jeremy Harrell, not by Eli, not by anybody in this show. It's put together for you by God. Is the devil deceiving you to make you think that you are ugly? That you are worthless? That you are alone? That nobody loves you? That there's nobody there for you? Because I know there are people in this chat that feel that way today. I know there is. I know there is because I get the messages daily. I don't, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus, but I don't feel it. It's because you're not accepting it. You're not accepting and embracing the word of God. If you were, then you would understand that his promises are valid and his promises are pure. And he's promised you that you are his beloved and that he is your father. I want, to, um, I want to get personal here for you, if I can. That's what we do here. But before I get personal with you for a personal story, I need you to share this video, guys. I need you to. And if you're one of those ones that's been slacking on sharing because you're like, I don't know how, or I just don't want to do it, it's, it's no longer an option with any of the LFA shows. It is time to put up or shut up. That means time to go hard or go home whether it be with the message or whether it be with the truth about our political uh, landscape of our country, it needs to be spread. Now, this weekend, Saturday, my stepdaughter, my middle daughter, Olivia, she's been going through a lot in the last three years. Two years. Her father either doesn't want to or does not know how to reconcile and have a relationship with her. He lives in the same town we live in. He doesn't call her. He doesn't reach out to her. He doesn't text. He doesn't stop by. He doesn't write. He shows her zero attention Zero love. It's as if he never even existed. And she does not know why. She does not know what she did wrong. And she didn't do anything wrong, obviously. Her father is a loser. 
That is not a criticism to make me feel better about calling somebody a name. Her father is an absolute loser. And she's starting to realize that. Now, I would never look my daughter in her eye and say to her, your father is a loser. I look her in the eye and I say, your father is lost. Your father has been deceived. Your father is rebelling. Your father needs God. Your father needs prayer. Now, every other one of the children, except for Lily, has another mother or father. We had a Brady Bunch family, and Lily is the glue that holds the two pieces together. So every one of the other kids, except for Lily, goes and sees their other mother or father a day, two, three days a week. Lily does not, because her mom and dad are together, the way it should be. However, Olivia up until two years ago, also went with her father every weekend. Now, her father was one of those guys that only know how to show love through buying things at a store. You know those fathers or those mothers. Now, that's not to say that he doesn't, that's not his way of showing love, because I believe it is. My father was the same way. Just doesn't know how to be a dad and has no desire to want to learn. So anytime he would take her, he'd take her to the movies or shopping. That's all they did. That's all they did. But she knew that he loved her. Because that was his way of showing. Then he got hooked on drugs really bad, went to jail, and, ever, and went to an insane asylum. And ever since, he's not, he's not even reached out to her. And she's confused. And she's always hurt. She feels like the one man who is supposed to love her unconditionally does not. I wish I was her father, her real dad. I really do. Now, we don't live like I'm not. We live as if she's my dad. The only difference is she does not call me dad, which if she wanted to, I would totally allow it. We're at the point where she wants me to adopt her, and she's 15, because she wants me to be her father, which is so incredibly amazing but heartbreaking at the same time. Because he just, she just wants her dad. I'm leading to a good, to good moral of the story, though. So, she's been acting out for the last couple of years and hence has gotten everything taken from her. She's even gotten yanked out of Christian school because we could not trust her away from us, regardless of where she was. So we started homeschooling her. Her mother don't play games. Sabrina does not play games. When Sabrina says, I'm going to take everything from you, she takes everything from you. I'm the softie who ends up giving it back. Now, she wants to play soccer. Her mother was not going to let her do that. Like her mother, you, you, you break her, your trust with, her mother, with, with Sabrina, and it takes a long time to get it back. So her mother was not going to let her play soccer. And I sat down with her mother and I said, we got to give her an opportunity to show that she's gotten better. We've got to do something. We can't just never give her an opportunity again. We've got to give her another chance. So after a long discussion with her mom, we decided that if Olivia was going to make a commitment to God 
Not to us, not a promise to us, but if Olivia could openly and outwardly make a public profession and a commitment to God that she was going to do right with this decision of us allowing her to do this and giving her this time, then if she could do that, then we would give her the opportunity. Let me give you guys an example of how God works. So she came to our bedroom. Now, you got to understand something. I understand that giving a kid an outlet of a sport is a good thing, but our kids will use it as an opportunity to get on somebody else's phone, create a Snapchat account, and start talking to boys. You understand what I'm saying? So, she came to our bedroom. She made a public, open commitment to promise to God that she was not going to deceive us. She was not going to lie to us. She was going to go and play sports because she wanted to learn sports and be part of a team and camaraderie. And that if anybody, and if the fish are all going one way, she needs to turn around and go the opposite. No matter what, we wanted her to publicly and openly promise this to God, not to us. And let me tell you what happened after that. This weekend, she did it. She didn't know how to do it. She was actually brought to tears because she's like, well, how do I do this? I said, just say dad. And she said, it's weird to call him dad. I said, I promise you, call God dad and talk to him as if he was your father because he is. So she did. This weekend, I took her out, just me and her. A daddy-daughter day with just me and her. Because she has a hard time talking to her mom. She won't talk to, like, any... She'll talk to me, though. So we went out for... And, and trust me, this is all coming to a moral of the story that has to do with what we're talking about today. So I took her to Longhorn Steakhouse for lunch. She's never been. She's a big country girl, right? She loves country music, cowboy hats, cowboy boots. Took her to Longhorn Steakhouse. She's never been. She was in her glory, Right? Country music playing, cowboy stuff on the wall. She loved it. Turn on the waterworks. <laughs> she started talking to me about her father and about me and about God. And you know what she told me? She said, when you and mom made me promise to God and I closed my eyes and I called him dad, she said, I stopped hurting about my dad that night. I said, honey, what do you mean? She said, I'm not mad at him anymore. I said, how come? She says, because I finally understand that even though my dad is supposed to be like my heavenly father, if he's not, I can't hate him because I already have the best father I could ever have. 
And I realize now that my dad is God. And she smiled the biggest smile I've seen her smile in months and said, I can't explain to you how I feel inside, she said. But I just feel so good and happy. And I said, honey, there's a word for that. Do you know what that word is? And she thought for a minute and she said, joy. I said, you know Jesus now. 15 years old and you know Jesus. And you know that your father is the best father anybody could ever have. And she said, and I feel so good. And I'm not mad at my dad anymore. Amen. Amen. So yeah, I'm going to adopt her. (laughs) Everybody want to know, are you going to adopt? Yeah, I'm going to adopt her. Yeah. I didn't know the Lord until I was like 36 years old. And she knows the Lord at 15. And understands that no matter how bad an earthly father is, she doesn't have to hate him because she has a real father who will never leave her. And she said that. I know he will never, ever, ever leave me and never not talk to me. All because she called him dad when we had her make a promise. And I have a feeling that she will never want to deceive us ever again. Not saying that she won't. Greatest, greatest weekend ever. To know that one of your children have God in them. And they're not just saying it. They feel it. She said, up until that point, she goes, I believed in Jesus. I believed in God. I believe Jesus died for us. I believed all that. She goes, but I never felt different. She goes, I knew I was supposed to feel different. And I said, and at this point, I didn't, I, I didn't know where the story was going. I said, honey, you're 15. It's hard to feel it. Once you're older and you go through all this stuff, you'll feel it. And that's when she goes, no, I did feel it. And she told me that story. And that just goes to tell you that God works in all of us, no matter what age we are. So, yeah. What a great, great moment that was for her and for us as the parents to realize that she actually has Jesus within her. Amazing. Eli, can you turn on the uh, fan and the air conditioner, please? Starting to get warm in here now that I'm tearing up. Jeremy, the Holy Spirit guided you on how to guide her. That's true. Your daughter's right. That's exactly how I feel, says Crafty. Amen. It changed me. Thanks to Julie Green. Learned so much. Kleenex needed to really support this show. I know, right? The slate is wiped clean. A fresh new start. 
This show will do that to you. Let's go to one minute prayer for dads, shall we? Let's open up to page 99. If you have this book, open up to page 99. Psalm 34, 5, titled Overcoming Shame. Overcoming Shame. Those who look to him are radiant, and their faces shall never be ashamed. God sets us free from all shame. And that is a great freedom. Shame accomplishes nothing. It only tears us down. Instead, let's get rid of shame, look to God, and be radiant. That is what my daughter, Olivia, with an A, A-L-Y-V-I-A, not Olivia, Olivia. She'll tell you that and correct you. That's what she got to do this weekend. She got rid of shame. She looked to God. And she is now radiant in the light of God. Lord, I've known shame in my life. Sometimes I know it still. But you are the God who releases people from all shame. You are the one to whom I can look without shame and be radiant. Why? Because all my shame and all that has caused my shame was fully dealt with. On the cross. With Christ. Whatever shame remains with me. I know. To place there on the cross with Christ. And leave it. Forever behind. And now no longer will she be beat down by this shame. No longer will my daughter be beat down at the thought that her father doesn't love her because her run true father loves her more than anything in creation. I pray too, Father, that I will never shame my kids. Correct them, yes. Discipline them, of course. But pour shame on them, no. Instead, help me teach my kids how to take whatever shame they have straight to the cross and release it and receive release. That's what she did. That's what my daughter was able to accomplish. She was able to receive release from the shame that she felt. May they too know the radiance of life without shame. None of my other kids have had this kind of revelation. Not yet. None of my sons nor my daughters outside of Olivia have been able to sit down with me and tell me that they felt Jesus in their heart and explain it to me in only the most unexplainable way that explains everything, if that makes sense. Only another fellow believer can understand what that means. I cannot sit down with an unbeliever or a rebellious person and explain to them the glory of God that dwells in me 
and have them understand it. It's like when Jesus spoke parables. The people who did not want to receive the message didn't understand it. But those who do or those who have gone through this, there are no words. All I can look to you and say, I can't describe how I felt. And you would say, I know exactly what you mean. End of story. Kittenhead just donated $5 for adoption costs for Olivia. The only reservation that I have about adoption is I think every father needs time to figure out how to be a good father if they never were. And if I adopt her, that takes all legal right away from him. And in New Hampshire, if a child her age is to be adopted, they basically get questioned by the court to say, is there any room for a relationship, any possibility, any realm of possibility for a relationship to be restored between you and your father? Or do you want that? And if a child says yes, then they will not go forward with the adoption in most cases. So I don't want her to feel like she's closing the door on her father, her real dad. Not me, not God. I'm talking about her biological father. I don't want her to feel like she's closing the door on him. I always want her to be able to leave a door open. So it's not as easy in New Hampshire, maybe as some other states. She wants it. Her mom wants it. I want it. We would be granted it. I just, as a father, it's really hard for me to get her to close the door on her father fully. I always, I believe there's always room for repentance and always room for her and her father to reconnect. And that's what I want. And I did ask her what she wants, Callie. I did, and she said she wants me to adopt her, but she doesn't want to close the door on her father. So... It's not just as easy as saying, let's go adopt. You know, it's, it's hard. And I only say that because my stepson didn't have anything to do with his father either. And his mother would not let him have anything to do with his father when her and I first got together. He's 16 now. He was six when I got together with her because her father was a... Another, quote, loser, and he'd been to jail, and he'd never paid child support and never had anything to do with his son. And I said, well, I've been to jail. I've screwed everything up in life. I probably made people feel like I didn't love them. Everybody deserves a second chance. And she gave that man a second chance, and now him and his son, my oldest stepson, are like this, and they love each other so much. And I just, I don't want to ever close. I was the one who, like, pressured my wife. I said, let him at least know who his father is because a boy without his father is very, very hard. And she did. And thank God he was in the right frame of mind to accept the fact that he had a son and now they're like best friends. So I just don't want that to happen with her. But I don't want her to continue to have false hope either and be deceived by the devil to have that wound continue to be cut open for her. So it's... 
I'm just explaining this to you guys because I'm a very transparent person. I want you to understand how the Lord works in our life. And I want you to understand the, the issues and the, the problems that we face, even having the Lord in our life and how we go to God to try to figure it all out. You spell her name A-L-Y-V-I-A. Kittenhead said, how do you spell her name? It's A-L-Y-V-I-A, Olivia. And again, she will correct you. <laughs> she might even write you back if you send her something and say, Olivia. She might even write you back and say, uh, thank you for everything, but it's Olivia. <laughs> She's just like that. My dad adopted me when I was 40, said 8-Bit Kid. He passed away from cancer two years later. Later, Best day ever. I promise you are doing the right thing. Mustaches, I adopted my youngest daughter. She was really our granddaughter. Her mom, our daughter, ran off with another man and her no place to live. Left her with us three months, never came back to see her. Oh, wow, that's... Jeremy, my husband, adopted my daughter at five years old when our son was born. She wanted to be the same with the last name. Her father was okay with the adoption. She had no child support to pay. So sad. She can have two earth dads and her dad in heaven. I know that's, that's what I want her to have. As much as when I adopt her, as much as I'm there for her in her life, as much as I am that special person in her life, I will never be her dad. And she desperately, desperately wants her dad to love her. And I desperately want him to love her too. Thank you, Twanity. Twanity just donated $50 to Olivia, said, You are loved by many. So proud of you. Here is to the adoption of this beautiful child. Um, I'm going to just take a picture of that so I can show that to her. She'd love to see that. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for your prayers. I really appreciate them. Jeremy, you're amazing with how you speak. Why don't you reach out to your daughter's dad? Maybe he can help or guide. I, 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 it's not possible. He is, uh, he looks at me like I'm a bad guy because I am raising his daughter when he's not. He looks at me like with some kind of disdain or something. And I have no ill will towards anybody. You know me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't call I don't call him names or anything like that. He 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 just won't. I want to read, you know what? Let's go to the verse of the day cuz we're getting late. Adopt her. She can still see him. Olivia needs the security and constant love of you, Jeremy in her life. Well, thank you for that. I think you're right. I think you I think you're right. Just because her father doesn't know how to show her love doesn't mean he doesn't. There's lots of people that don't know how to show love. And that's what I told her. I said, his way of showing love to you is to buy you stuff. She was like, all he did was ever buy me stuff. I said, but that's him showing you he loves you, Olivia. My dad did the same thing. They don't not love you. It's just that's all they know how to do. It's all they know how to do. Oh, you guys are great. Thank you so much. 
Adopted dads become significant influences and bring love and security to her that she needs. They don't replace. They add more to the heart. Whoever thought that we'd be talking about this today? I was, gonna, I was talking about evil cannot fool good. <laughs> wow. God must have known we needed to talk about this today. I want to show you a video, actually, before we go to the verse of the day. I want to show you a video. Sorry for my sniffling. Happens when you cry. Saw this video this morning of a, of a father appreciating his son's hard work. And his son just graduates. And I feel like it just touched my heart. That's all. It's just touched my heart. Especially talking about our daughters and our sons and they're getting older. I'd just like to play this video for you. Let's, uh, let's roll this. Son had just graduated high school. And as they were walking to their car, this proud dad revealed the graduation present of a lifetime. And his son couldn't hold back the tears. Don't ever think I ain't got you, man. You bless, you've been blessing me all your life. Don't ever think I ain't got you, bro. You've been a blessing to me and mama all your life. And I'm gonna go all out for you. That's what I'm talking about right there. And so as he was handed the key to his brand new car, his dad wanted him to know that not only is hard work the real key to success in life, but it's also how you can bless the people you love most in this world. Look at that. Look at that. That's yours. That's yours. When you put in that kind of work and be the kid and the young man that you are, that's how you get blessed, man. <laughs> you <a> blessed, <laughs> you man. You man. You I do what I do. Don't copy game. You feel me? the key. <laughs> Boy, I ain't playing. His son had just graduated. Wasn't that one of the most beautiful things you've seen? So proud of his child for the work that his child put in. Oh, thank you, Annette. Thank you. That's what we were spending the day. We were spending the day shopping for soccer gear. That's why we were to out together for the day. So thank you for helping with that. I think I know why God had this show today. I think I know why God had this show in mind today. There's some of you out there that are, there's a wedge drove in between you and your children, isn't there? No matter how old they are. How many of you in the chat right now, let's, let's, Let's verify this is why God had this show today. How many of you have a wedge driven in between you and your child right now? No matter how old they are. Let's pull up the rumble chat. Let's see. I guarantee you there's going to be some. Guaranteed. In God's hands says yes. I have a wedge between me and my stepson and my wife right now. It's been there over a year. Me. Me. Yes. Me. Me. Wow. 
Me and she's only 19. My 17-year-old won't talk to me. Me. Not right now, but recently, yes. The wedge I have with them is caused by sending them a Bible. Look how many people, though. Look how many of you have a wedge between you and your child. Do you know what that is? That's Satan. That's the devil. That's Satan trying to fool and deceive good people and good families. Look at this. Look at how many of you. Now we know why God decided this was going to be the show today. I had no idea. I had no idea that so many of you felt that way. Do you think they'll watch this show? Do you think they'll be mad at you on Wednesday if you died on Tuesday? Or do you think that they would feel like they should have apologized? Maybe you should apologize. Will they watch this episode of this show today if you ask them to? Pay them to watch it if you have to. It's time. It's time to pull out that wedge. Whatever you have to do, even if you know it's going to anger them even more, you have to show love. Love will cover a multitude of sins and love will destroy any evil. Do not let the, de the devil deceive your child and you any longer. Now, maybe some of you have been trying, and it's not working. I understand that. Try more. Whatever you do, don't give up trying. And if you haven't tried, try. God will never give up on you, so why would you give up on your child, no matter how mad they get at you? You know how God... Do you know how upset God probably was with me every time I was looking at him going, too bad, and rebelling? So mad, I'm sure he was so upset, so disappointed, but he never left me. He was always there, no matter what. Keep trying. Keep trying. Let's go to the verse of the day today. Thank you, God, for this show today. Evil cannot fool good. Verse of the day, Isaiah 29, 15 and 16. Let me just say that again. Write it down. Isaiah 29, 15 and 16. Woe to those who seek deep to hide their counsel far from the Lord. And their works are in the dark. They say, who sees us and who knows us? Surely you have things turned around. Shall the potter be esteemed as the clay? For shall the thing made say of him who made it, he did not make me? Or shall the thing formed say of him who formed it, he has no understanding? 
I spent 36 years of my life being fooled by the devil. I thought I had all the answers. The devil fooled me into believing that I was so knowledgeable about life and death that I was somewhat of a chosen one to bring the end to Christianity and and theology altogether. That's what I honestly thought. I thought that I was so much more enlightened than everybody else and I was going to destroy Christianity. I thought that at one point in my life. So stupid. Here's how stupid that is. I acknowledged the existence of Satan and at the same time denied the existence of God. How much sense does that make? That is like acknowledging that you love hamburgers but don't believe cows exist. (laughs) And I do love hamburgers, as you can tell. I was lost. I was confused. I was unwilling to admit that God was real and that he was working in my life. I rebelled and pushed back. I had an internal struggle And God won, as he always does. Now, for those who know God exists and rebel against him without an internal struggle, those people are plain evil. Plain evil. Look at all the corruption in our politics. Look at the godlessness coming from the mouths of our leaders. They actually believe that they can beat the living God. They don't not believe in God. All these godless losers in the, in, the, in the political spectrum of our country, they don't not believe in God. They believe they can put themselves above God. That is Luciferian. That's what they believe. Satan has them so dece- deceived into thinking What they are doing behind closed doors is shut off from the eyes and ears of Yahweh. God made them. They know that, but yet they have been completely devoured by the evil one. I'm sure there are people in your life that fit this description as well. How do you know if you are evil or if you are working daily for the good of God? How do you know? Well, have you been deceived? Or can you openly proclaim that Jesus is the Son of God who, has sent, who was sent to take the sin of the world and rose again after his murder on the third day to fulfill his mission? Because if you can proclaim that, then you are not a fool and the devil is so mad at you right now that he can't have you. Evil cannot fool good and you can't beat God. It's that simple. Don't be fooled any longer. Don't be deceived any longer. It's time to stand up and say, I am a child of God and no weapon formed against me shall ever prosper because if God be for me, then who can be against me? The answer is nobody. So why allow yourself to be deceived that you think that you are worthless or ugly or stupid or not loved? Those are lies. Believe the truth, and the truth shall set you free. I've got an important announcement to make, and I'll be talking about this every day this week until Friday. Eli, our producer, was able to secure a one-on-one interview this Friday 
with Sean Patrick Flannery, the star of the movie Nefarious, and many others. He will be here this Friday on Rise Up. I could have gotten him on LFA where he would have, we would have gotten far more views. That's not where God wants him to come to. God wants him to come here on Rise Up. Because we are truly moving forward to the kingdom of God. So this Friday, spread the word. You are not going to want to miss it. My interview with Sean Patrick Flannery, and it is going to be amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it today for Rise Up. I pray that you have a wonderful rest of your day. Sean Farish and Ungoverned is coming up next. And I will leave you the same way I brought you in with some good Christian gospel music. I pray that you guys have a wonderful day, full of God, full of grace, no deceit, no lies. I love you. Have a great morning, and I'll see you at 11 o'clock for Live from America. Thank you very much. The king is in the room. We'll watch the darkness flee at his Who is this king? His name.